From runasradio.com, you're listening to Run As Radio, the internet audio talk show for IT professionals with Richard Campbell. This is Brandon Wen announcing show number 796, Print Nightmare with guest Jeremy Moskowitz. Recorded Thursday, September 9th, 2021. Run As Radio is produced each week by Sound Thoughts, LLC. For more information, visit soundthoughtsllc.com. You can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash runasradio. Thank you, Brandon. This is Richard Campbell. Thanks for listening to Run As Radio. Uh, bringing back one of my regulars, uh, Jeremy Moskowitz. I think this is his 11th appearance. Excellent. Admitted, Does that mean I get two jackets? Something like that, or the gold the gold mug. Uh, and, of course, I'll count show of 700 in that, which I was happy to celebrate with you on that show. I but, loved it. Yeah, it was it, – but, it, you know, that's – most of the time I expect meaty goodness from you, and that was more two friends just gabbing about making too many flipping podcasts. So <laughs> I, I, I have nothing bad to say about that at all. But thanks so much for coming back. If you've not run across Jeremy before, where you've been, Group Policy MVP – uh, founder of GPAnswers.com. Now Enterprise Mobility MVP. Oh, yeah. They keep changing the classifications. Enterprise Mobility. Uh, Policy Pack, a long-term sponsor of, of uh, Run As Radio, and I'm very grateful for that. Uh, but you've, you've been battling the challenge of group policy and active directory since the very beginning you've been involved. Yeah. I mean, look, it's uh, it's what year is it? It's 2021. And uh, it's weird. People are still using the thing that they put in 20 years ago. Yeah. You know why? Because it, it just works. It just works. That's right. That's the truth. Active Directory, the thing, it works. Of course, there's goodness that comes with the cloud, but change is slow. Even the pan- the pandemic enabled I, – I, I, there's some comic somewhere or some you know one panel comic. Oh, what enabled, your, what enabled your transition to the cloud? Was it the boss? Was it funding change? Was it – COVID, yeah. right? So, you know, the, the, yeah, so we, we did all, of course, get a lot of pressure to, to make things work from home. Yeah. A lot of people did do that. A lot of angles to that, adding always on VPN connectivity or, uh, you know, building out, you know, uh, remote connections or VDI or Windows Virtual Desktop. There's lots of things. Sure. But, you know, AD is still the thing. Even right. this new, a lot of this new modern stuff for Microsoft, like um, Windows 365. Yeah. Still got AD in it. Speaking of that, hey, I grabbed a comment off of show 654, which yeah. is the one we did back in September of 2019, talking about mobile device management. And we got yeah. into this, you know, is MTM taking over for AD? Could we someday land in an AD-less world? Which, by the way, is on my list of shows to do at some point. Is like, what does managing Windows look like without Active Directory? Which sure. might be scary as heck. Uh, and so, I mean, Italy, this comment's from two years ago, but this is from Nick. He says, thanks for the great... Uh, show Richard and Jeremy moving from Active Directory to mobile device management is an interesting scenario, and over time is starting to make more sense. This is again two years ago, even for organizations that are based mostly in one location, having the flexibility to work anywhere, and even more so not to rely on local infrastructure that can be less reliable than cloud MDM solutions with less resiliency. One interesting part about most MDM providers are still working on seems to be the non-user-based configuration for iOS and Android devices, like stuff that's just participating differently. Chaos mode is functional, but to find ways to manage Apple IDs and Google accounts is still really challenging because those devices are still very much bound to their, those kind of identities, right? In the yeah. last year or so, Microsoft has approved this with device-based licensing in Intune, 
But as of this writing, and again, that's this is 2019, still expected that Apple will improve this in iOS 13. Maybe the future is getting brighter. Uh, and yeah, you know, it's interesting to see all these pieces moving along. And, and, and Apple is often an impediment on this. People like their iPhones. And Apple has the way they want to do things, and it's challenging as an IT person to manage iOS devices, especially. Yeah, and it's and it's a little opaque, right? You know, like you turn around and there's a new iPhone and there's a new iOS, and this is your new structure with MDM. And yeah, it comes from the mountain, and it's take it or leave it time. Well, and, and plus those devices are forced to upgrade pretty quickly, whether we're ready in our infrastructure or not. Absolutely. I mean, the only question you have is, do you want to upgrade now or later? Not, yeah. not and, to what. Yeah. Not what portion, it's now or later. And it's Which one way, want? yeah. And the later is only going to be around for so long. <laughs> so, and it's I, like Fight Club. If you, at some point, you have to fight. Yeah, it's coming one way or the other. Uh, hey, Nick, thanks for your great comment. And a run-as radio mug is on its way to you. And if you'd like a run-as radio mug, write a comment on the website at runasradio.com or on any of the social medias. Every run-as episode is published to LinkedIn and Facebook. And if you comment there and I read it on the show, I'll send you a run-as radio mug. And hey, I finally moved the infrastructure for RunAs. We're running yeah, off a Simplecast, for- Azure on the front end, uh, SSL working correctly. Like, <laughs> Look at you, wired yeah. up, knuckled down. But, you know, it's funny the little things that you want to get right. Like now if you share a link for a RunAs episode, the graphic that has the color and your headshot and the title and so forth is automatically embedded with the link. It's the little things, man. Those meta tags are just not that simple to get right. But once you get them right, you're like, ooh, that looks nice. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you, moving to the cloud. Yeah, bit by, you know, the, the downside to making the same, making a podcast 800 times and, you know, since yeah. 2007 is shaking off the cruft, right? Think about big environment. You're a little small environment. Think about the guy with uh, 10,000 computers or 50,000 or whatever and what he's got to deal with. Yeah, I don't, I don't you know, envy any of them. With that whole team and their manager and... Look, we got to get into the battle of the day. And I'm really yes. glad, you know, as soon as Print Nightmare sort of flared up in July and I looked at this and I said, this is a group yeah. policy problem. <laughs> Jeremy's going to fix this for us, right? <laughs> You're make this go away, aren't you, Jeremy, please? I did. I, I did make it go away. We talk about how I made it go away. That's a different story. <laughs> but don't worry. We'll get there. But I think the most important thing to understand is like, it wasn't an event. It was multiple events. Yeah. There was actually kind of three dates. There's like, July 6th of 2021, um, the time between, which is July 6th and August 10th, and then everything after August 10th. It's kind of like three times. Um, you know, the idea was that before July 6th, um, there was, in fact, a, a like there was a some security propeller head smart guy figured out, well, if you trick your user to stand on their head and click the link, then we'll be forcing them to upgrade to evildriver.exe or whatever it is. Right. And that's bad. You never, that's called a privilege escalation. You don't want somebody to be able to randomly be able to click on a link and uh, have the bad guys take you over. That's not good. And so the point being that this vulnerability was not something that allowed people from the outside to breach in. But if somebody managed to social ne- engineer their yep. way in, this is how you propagated across the network. Yeah, or if like you had some other thing where you could remote control in as the bad guy, which is yeah. you know, not, not common, but you know that, that does happen. But the privilege escalation was the thing. It's like... For better, and it's funny when I remember reading this and looking and going, yeah, isn't it weird that we have locked down drivers across the board for regular users, except for printers? Like the, the users have always been able to set up printers. 
That's right. Well, it's it, it, remember it, the way we think about most things in the network, like take the firewall, is it's closed unless yeah. we say it's open, right? Or uh, you know, or share. Share is closed unless we say it's got access rights. Uh, that's not how printers work. The way that printers work in AD land is that you you get a disk in the old days, a floppy or a CD. What or is this you disk you them. speak of, this, sir? This thing. Yes, it's a square object. <laughs> you mean, you anyway, mean the you, save icon personified. Yes, okay. save icon, yes. I've 3D printed this save icon for you. Um, <laughs> um, anyway, the idea is that you know, you'd know you tell the server, hey, this is a gaggle of drivers that I know will, will be compatible when a user finds the printer that they want to on the network. It's called print-to-click. Mm-hmm. I, I do a search on the network. I find server and a share, and the share happens to be a printer-type share, not a you know disk-style share. And what do we get out of it? We uh, we Right there, magic happens. Mm-hmm. User double-clicks it. Drivers get downloaded. They get u- loaded in a little bit of meat space, right, in user land, and a little bit in system land. So, like, there's a little bit of connection between the two. Right. Um, and that's the problem, right? And these are drivers from the printer company too, which I think has got to be part of the equation here. That these are not the the to get drivers that have all the features of the printer. It came from the printer manufacturer, and there. Yeah. And so there's a question yeah. of quality of those drivers too. Uh, but, but like, you, you sometimes you have to look, just look past that and say, like, you know, printer driver X. Well, this that's what they recommend. Uh, I'm sure it's fine. Yeah, that's what they got, and you know, it's got it's. You know, could do all sorts of things. Tell you that your ink is low, and you've got a printer jam, mm-hmm. and you've got you print on two sided with a twist of lime. Like it's got yeah. all the features you want. Um, but you know, the, you know. So long story short is like when a user double clicks on that, a little bit happens in user land, and a little bit happens in system land, and that's sort of the that's sort of the crux of the issue. Okay. So so somebody figured out. Well, if you get a user to click on a you know a, a share that has a driver that isn't a good one. The user space meets the system space, and boom, worlds collide, and you've you've now introduced this bad thing in the system that shouldn't be there, right. and now you, you you can own it. All right. So it's and goodness knows I've talked enough about ransomware this year. Like it's just this ongoing. We we're more sensitive than ever to any angle of an exploit. I I want to step on this right away. So well, I mean, Microsoft put out a patch, right? Everything's fine. We're just get a patch. It'll be good. Yeah, well, actually, there was before any patches. Like once somebody figured this out, right. there was like at least something you could do, which was light everything on fire, right? <laughs> which is turn <laughs> turn off every freaking print spooler everywhere. Was sort of the first advice that right. I had read. Shut down, which isn't exactly. Yeah, just 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 bury them in the bottom of the ocean. And actually, that advice isn't really the the way that it was described. In some ways, wasn't perfect because you had to like. Turn, it was a registry entry to turn the service off. Uh, that's true, except you also needed to restart the service to know that it was dead or restart right. the server. Not everybody did that. Yeah, so okay. people would put out this light Band-Aid, and it didn't even work anyway. Right, because they didn't do all the <laughs> so, steps. No. And and, so, so, and you're not going to be able to you – know, those print spoolers are there for a reason. Like, now you can't print. Now you can't print. Exactly. And people were like losing their mind. What are they going to do? Now, what was true is, um, you know, and finally on July 6th, there is a patch and it looked like it was going to get the problem solved, which is, which is pretty nice. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, They also recommended that you could um, force users to enable the UAC prompt at the same time. In other words, like 
um, like enable that user to require to what's called show warning and elevation prompt. And if you right. were to do the patch plus this, it seemed like you were good. And it was like, you know, non-administrators can assign, can install signed and unsigned drivers and you're good to go. It's like, okay, we're good. And then not 24 hours later, not even one day later, <laughs> another super smart, ridiculous propeller head smart guy figured out that you could overcome that with sample code. Light everything on fire again. Yeah. It was exactly the same story. Oh, no. It was literally exactly. So then everybody went back to to turning off the print spooler services uh, and and making sure that they were dead. And now again, the lights are out. Printing is dark. Printing is now stopped. Again. Now what? Yeah. Right. Again. And admittedly, there was not necessarily any exploits in the wild here. It's not like ransomware was running through the world yeah. via print yeah. spoolers. Just the fear of it was causing Correct. some organizations to shut stuff off. Yeah, it's it's uh, you know and again uh, uh, my, that's my understanding there could there could be somebody somewhere who has a different experience but it's sort of like you can't uh, you can't close the the do- the doors in your house so you just you know finally you know shut them down with uh, nails and tape gun or you know tape and so on. It's good enough for now until you can figure out how to repair the thing. So then we wait until August 10th, okay? And now th- that's is it. Microsoft just says like no more Mr. Nice Guy. We're putting the just gonna, we're going to go nuclear on this thing and they put the patch on. And this patch basically says no more user space. It's o- no more meat space, it's only system space, okay? Right. This becomes a problem because now when somebody double they Sally searches for a printer on floor two, a printer she's never seen before, some Kyocera or IBM printer or Sanyo, whatever. She double clicks it. She gets a very weird experience now after the patch. She gets an initial prompt that says, do you trust this printer? And you get the little shieldy thing that says like, you're about to get a UAC prompt. And that succeeds. That's weird. That's sort of weird because that's the user space part. Right. And then the meat. Then the that's the, the that's the meat space part. Then the system part comes in and says, "Bang, user account control. Do you want this app to make changes to your device?" And it shows a printer pop up where Sally, who is a standard user, cannot proceed until she. I don't, she can't, that's it. There is no, until what? There is no what. Sally can't continue because she's not a local admin on right, the box. Yeah. It's really demanding a local admin. And so this is when she puts in a support ticket. Exactly. It, right. So now every time Sally goes to a new floor at the hospital or uh, some, some printer she's never seen before, she's got to request somebody to remote control into her machine and give admin credentials. This is not a tenable Oh, dude! Not a ten. The version of this I saw was uh, folks had you were using the point and print features in their login scripts. Yeah, so that is wrote, bananas. They pushed out the patch on their Windows servers to to try and protect everything, and every single person trying to log in got a UAC prompt. Often, well, uh, often yeah, more than yeah. one because they're mapping yeah, there multiple is, printers. There, there, there is a way to pretend as a user programmatically to click. You know, to click on behalf of the user, and I guess that's what you're driving at. Is yeah, that yeah. There's some VB script or some other kind of scripty thing that pur- purports to be the user because the user is in meet space, and then it's, boom, the UAC prompt happens. That makes total sense. <laughs> now, in fairness, in fairness, if this problem is only true in, in – uh, 
forward speaking. In other words, like if you if you had that Kyocera driver on your print on your computer already, and then you went to floor five, which had the same freaking Kyocera printer, you were fine. Right. That wasn't the problem. The problem is on floor seven, where you had a Sanyo printer, and it's not the same driver. You something you've never seen before. Bang. That's the problem. Yeah. That's where you get bit. So so now it comes time for resolution time. Now, if you were using group policy preferences. Okay. Before um, you get into this, we should take yes. a brief break for I this breaks. very important message. Print nightmare is, well, a nightmare. Users can't just install printer drivers anymore. Now they need to count on you. Instead of having to field request after request for installing printer drivers on machines, take a breath and try policy pack. With PolicyPack, you can ensure standard users can perform the tasks they need to overcome print nightmare. With the PolicyPack Printer Helper Tool, users can point to the printer, download the driver, and with no UAC prompts, they're on to printing, just like they used to before print nightmare was even a thing. And then you can keep using PolicyPack to make the sanction rules you need to overcome other UAC prompts, like installing software, making required changes to the operating system, and even uninstalling specific software you choose. As a bonus, Stomp's ransomware in its tracks with Policy Pack Secure Run. One click allow and block, and suddenly you're done. Step up to the Zero Trust platform to overcome print nightmare, handle pesky UAC prompts, manage USB threats, and a whole lot more. See what you're missing at policypack.com. That's policypak.com. Policy Pack, securing your standards. And we're back. It's Run As Radio. I'm Richard Campbell. That's Jeremy Moskowitz. We're talking about print nightmare, and we've, I think, outlined in the first half the scope of the problem. Yes. And this, the, this now it is an administrator privilege to install print drivers, which you can do all the time, effectively. Anytime you point at a printer, it's going to try and send you drivers, and you need that elevated privilege. Yeah, it's uh, that poor user who, 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 like, yesterday was having this experience, and today... Uh, can't print anymore. Yeah. Like that's a big problem. Can you imagine opening Outlook and requiring somebody to agree remote control in and say, "Here's your credentials to run Outlook"? That would not go over no. well. That's just the same idea. Well, and it, and I got, I was reading some of the forums and things where they found the registry key. They were installing the patch and using the registry key to effectively disable the patch to make the problem yes. go away. So it's like yeah, I'm that, patched. I'm just not actually protected. That is. <laughs> That is a solution with a lowercase s. Uh, I call it the just screw it solution. Yes. Okay. So yes, you can do that. It is a bad idea. It's called something like restrict driver installation to administrators and set it to zero. Right. And if you do that, um, yeah, man, you've patched and said uh, just screw it. You can do that. That is a choice. Not not a not a good choice. Um, but it is it is a choice. Um, you know, I think the quickest way to solve the problem for most people is that there's a – well, there's a double-edged sword here. If you're using group policy preferences um, to deploy printers, right. um, it's weird. I, my inbox was lighting up during this, and I get some people that would say, like, Jeremy, I'm getting UAC prompts. And other people are like, this is great. It works perfectly as advertised. And I was like, what? I can't figure out why some people are getting barbecued or not. And I finally got my finger on it, which is that there are two types of drivers. There's what's called old V3 drivers and new V4 drivers. Right. And when this is, I'm going to lash this all the way up. Hold on, everybody, hold on. Mm -hmm. If your server is 2016 or older, like 2012 or 2012 R2, and the drivers are V3, and you're using group policy preferences to perform the operation, then users are still prompted to reinstall as admins. Interesting. Yes. Okay. 
And then, and now, now we get into that printer driver problem, which is virtually every printer manufacturer I've seen is still making V3 drivers. The only V4 drivers are the ones coming from Microsoft. Does sort of appear that way yeah. uh, for most circumstances. I mean, there again, who knows? Uh, you know, there's a well, big, and, it's a big, big world out there. And this gets into to, to are the drivers signed and so forth. But the big, you know, a common theme I see with V4 drivers is, yeah, you can print, but nothing else. Like many of the features of the printer, the reason you got that printer, aren't available in that secure driver. Precisely. You want to know you've got a jam or an ink problem or right. other people are using it or it's got a scanning feature or whatever it yeah, is. double siding or whatever it may be. Like you spent money on a nice printer. I want the nice printer features. Thanks. You have, you have taken – you've got it exactly lashed up correctly. Mm. So that's the trick. So the thing is that a lot of people – you know, a lot of people were using group policy preferences and they're like, I'm not having a problem. And other people are like, I am having a problem. And that's the trick. The so 2016 or older – Plus V3 drivers equals still print nightmare problems. Yeah. Okay. So that's that is one that is one way around it. That's trick number one. The other thing is this: the, the other solution is to use what's called uh, point and print restrictions to specify the good servers. So you can say like, well, you might have twenty thousand uh, print servers. Um, Sally, you're allowed to use these nine. The, you could do that. Okay. Um, that's that's fine. Um, uh, but the idea there is that if like what happens if you forgot you forgot one of those print servers and Sally roams to building seven she's never been there before she double clicks on a share you're gonna, she's still in print. yeah yeah she's still in the exact same you're back to uh, has to put in a ticket for a printer exactly it's like it's it is it is the basic gist here is that non admins can be pointed to specify to you know good specified servers but they can't print to any rogue server right. because they haven't been you know and and th- that is a perfectly fine workaround it may work for a smaller environment a medium to medium plus to a large environment where sally is roaming from machine to machine uh or, or floor to floor that that could be that could be a problem or if you're wiping and replacing the operating system at every load with a vdi or something like that again that could be yeah. that could be very problematic so doesn't intune address this or system center uh, config manager if there is I, nothing springing to mind, mm-hmm. uh, and I and I got some feedback on my article that which we can refer to here in the notes. Here, mm-hmm. uh, I did ask for some uh, other uh, MVP propeller heads to kind of double check my work here. I didn't get any particular feedback around right. that uh, because again, we're really talking about these point to click, click, yeah. you know, click guys, and this stuff is happening on the server. If there is some work around it, it hasn't made its way to my to my headspace yet. Right. So, but it's part of the problem, right? Yeah, that's 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 basically all the solutions we've got from Microsoft. Okay. Are there alternatives? I mean, are there approaches that we can take? Why, yes, there is. And if you'll allow me to, to you know, since I, we are we are sponsors of the Run Has Radio podcast, I, <laughs> I but they I also will. solve hard problems, Jeremy. <laughs> do in fact. Yes. So the good news is that all of our Policy Pack customers, when they got our blog. They just were like, oh, there's a quick workaround. It's already, it, we already have that in policy pack land. Yes, it's called the printer helper tool in our least privilege manager component. What is the printer helper tool? I hear you cry. It is nearly the same exact UI that a user would use to point to click. They can find the printer, click on it. And because you have elevated that particular uh, application, it's our application, the driver downloads, it installs, users go on their way. It's like there is no print nightmare. 
it's printless. It just works. It just works, which is as it should have been all along. I'm, I'm, I'm just, do I, I see this recurring theme from Microsoft. Like they can't seem to patch something once these days. It's, it's not their fault. I look, you know, okay. software's hard. You know, you know, in fact, if you think about it, my understanding is that this initial before, you know, the, the before print nightmare, this thing's been around for 20 years. Nobody right. found it. And then one day people found it and then they found another one. Then they found another, you know, it's like, it, this is a hard problem to solve at the scale that, that they're at. Uh, this code is super old they're, and they're doing their best. Uh, you know, I don't begrudge anybody for having, you know, to require a patch, uh, you know, e- even a couple of times. It's just like, unfortunately, the result of what they've had to do here is like, like I said, when they went nuclear at it and they were just like, for we, they, it clearly, like in my estimation, it just, you know, I don't have any inside story at all. But my right. feeling is that it's just like, it just seems like they just threw their hands up in the air and said, that we have to go nuclear on it now because the problem is so bad. Maybe there'll be some fix in some future land. I have not heard any rumblings right. about that. I don't think so. But um, you know, long story short is that if you really need point-to-click style opportunity the way you had it yesterday, when you have the print nightmare patch, the Polyspec least privileged manager component with our included printer helper tool will absolutely do the job. Right. And in the end, all you're doing is pushing the right sets of group policies out here. Like there's nothing magic. No, no, it's magic. It's definitely magic. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I got to got to call got to call an audible now. Got to call magic, magic when you see magic. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because what we're doing is that we're elevating. We're actually running our our tool in system space, so the user doesn't have to. Right. And the idea is that a user can't. That's the whole point. We're getting around the UAC prompt, working around applications that can't normally run in user space, giving them the least amount of privileges required to perform the operation, and boom. Overcome things like print nightmare, installing uh, an application where a user normally wouldn't be able to, uh, upgrading drivers and all sorts of things that would require admin rights. But we we knock that problem out of the park. Nice. Okay. And and yeah. you know the, that's what I figured. Like at some point we're gonna we just have to work these particular problems around, uh, and wait to see what Windows ultimately does. Like Server yeah. twenty two twenty two quietly shipped. Like, but obviously that's not going to be in there. They're going to have, no, this is, there's going to be a client problem. Yeah. This is a client problem. This isn't yeah. a server problem. This is all about the client. Now there is another workaround, not policy pack related. I just figure out, point it out there. Mm-hmm. So there, there is another workaround, which is remember how I told you how if Sally went to the Kyocera printer on floor five, and then she went again to the ostensibly same printer on floor seven, it just, it just worked. Right. Well, if you can bake those, um, those drivers into the machine somehow in advance, you're good. All you got to do is get those drivers to install in system space. Well, how do you do that? Well, it turns out there's a utility in the box that does this. Yeah, you got to automate it with something. You you could use, uh, you know, you could use a script. You could use policy pack scripts and triggers to do it. You could use lots of other things to do it. Um, But the idea is that what you're ostensibly doing is you're telling the PNP utility, um, which is like a command line tool, hey, man, here's the drivers that I know I use around my environment just freaking preload them right. in system space. So when a user does click on a Kyocera printer on floor five, it works. And when I print on a Sanyo printer on floor nine that I've never seen before, well, I've sort of half seen it at least because I have the drivers installed and bang, you're good to go. Right. So that is another workaround that does actually work. Okay. Well, that's good. But any, yeah, again, it's like, there's always this energy around, why are we still printing? It's like, uh, why? I print all the time. Yeah. 
that's just sort of reality, isn't it? I miss when I don't have a printer, you know, uh, the stuff you still need to print. Yeah. Yeah. You you go to the doctor, you want to talk about something and you got an x-ray that you have in your computer. You don't, you're not going to burn an x-ray to a USB stick. He's not going to put that USB stick in his computer. If he does, he's a moron. (laughs) And (laughs) admittedly, I had a friend who was getting my, was having issues with his brain. And so regularly got scans and always gave me a copy of them. So I have a collection of his scans. But that's oh, but just you me. have a collection of your friend's brain scans. My friend's brain scans, yes. That's, that's badass. I love that. That's a good friend, man, to show you <laughs> inside of his brain. Yeah, it's like and, – and, and he's kind of happy that somebody else had a copy of it, right? He's just like, hang on to these. They may be important someday. I'm like, yeah, okay. I'll do that. Yeah. Going going back to your comment of like if you're not domain-joined, what could you do? You know, like I said, this, this scripting method that I talked about, that absolutely would work with an MDM service like right. an Intune, mm-hmm. right? So if you took your script with PowerShell and joined it with an MDM method – yeah, you could do this, you know, this PNP utility thing. That 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 should absolutely work just fine. But we are talking about systemic issues around unsigned drivers going to v, get getting the vendors to actually make good V4 drivers, like the all all of this yeah. sort of stuff. And of course, if even if they are going to do it, it'll only be on their new printers. It won't be on the stuff you've got in your office. No, and that you know you're going to have to come up with a workaround. And in the show notes, we'll give everybody the blog entry, which is at my website mdmngpanswers.com, or you can go to mdmanswers.com or gpanswers.com. It's all the same thing. And the the blog entry is called the Ultimate Guide to Print Nightmare and Overcoming It, where I talk about the history, which we did a little bit, mm-hmm. talk about the Microsoft workarounds, and then of course the non-Microsoft workarounds, or you know any other kind of workarounds, including the Least Privileged Manager Helper tool. Dealing with the PNP, uh, the PNP driver thing, and actually, there's one more I didn't mention, which is if you all, if you happen to use the same printer driver as many times as you can, like I said, it's similar. If if you've already got it, uh, Sally's already got the Kyocera printer driver, and you just happen to have that everywhere, you're kind of already out of the weeds. You, right. She's already got it on her machine, so it's a like a kind of like number two, but almost the same thing. This to me speaks to like tools like ConfigMem where I could go push the right sets of drivers onto machines in advance to sort of walk around this problem. Yeah, you could you could use whatever you need in order to perform the operation to get the drivers on. It could be a ConfigMem, it could be an MDM, it could be, you know, policy packs remote work delivery manager or scripts mm-hmm. manager. Like there's, you know, it could be PDQ deploy, another one of my favorite utilities. Yeah. There's lots and lots of uh, lots of opportunity to um you know, perform an operation that will perform something as system for everybody on the computer. On, yeah, on behalf. So you, because we do this, the vulnerability makes sense. You don't want user space needing elevation and, or have, and especially having automatic elevation because that's how exploits happen. Yeah. And that's, that's the whole point around, you, you know, remove local admin rights whenever you can use policy pack least privilege manager to overcome those ideas where you need them and you've got rules it's not a full blanket policy it's specifically like i know i've got dogfoodmakerpro.msi right this version and later that i need to keep updated for that user in the field great that's a perfect opportunity for something like policy pack least privilege manager to to keep that person working right. and this print nightmare thing we just happen to have the the bomb ready to B A L M kind of bomb ready to go. Uh, the, you know, just happened to be ready when the need arise uh, arose. And uh, well, it all speaks to you that your approach was correct. That you recognize this problem space of needing occasionally elevated pri- privileges. Yeah, well, we had it because there's a bunch of drivers that don't want to work when you have local printers. Right. 
right? You, you, Sally buys a new printer off the shelf and uh, at Best Buy. She plugs it in. It says, great. Hey, I recognize you're a new printer. Um, I got to install this driver that's on the CD or the download. She's completely barbecued. Yeah. She's got no way to do that. No, she's so not, she's not local machine on a machine because a machine, mm-hmm. you're smart. That's right. And he, yeah, you're not, not going to install drivers. Exactly. So we, we have this thing built specifically for that case. You're on the road or you're working from home and you want to install a printer that you, you have drivers for and you know that these people are sanctioned to do it, right? You're making a rule for these people and mm-hmm. that's okay. Bang. That's what we had it for. And it also happens to work perfectly for this print nightmare thing. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, I feel better. I'm, I'm, I'm the, what's funny about this is like, it's not like we didn't have any other things to do. Like, uh, out of yeah. nowhere, suddenly all of our printing subsystems went mad, uh, largely uh, yeah, that- in a preventative capacity. We were working. There hadn't really been an exploit, but there could be. And with the way ransomware is going these days, it made sense to respond quickly. I wonder sure, how many folks have just sat on their hands on this and waited and, and waiting for a better solution because they feel like they're better off. You know, the, it's. It's a hard call. I mean, I understand wanting to turn off the print spooler or to disable inbound connections to minimize the potential for damage. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. I don't think there's a wrong way to handle it. Um, you know, oh. I, I, I think that... Because it impairs work. Like, this is about getting... You're going to impair the operation over, over the potential risk? It, that's why people pay us the big bucks. If it were easy, we'd all have to get real jobs. That sucks. And so no, long story nobody short. Nobody wants that, least of all no, us. No, no. We, so we got, you know, they, they, they ask us to calculate the risk to the business, uh, assess. And you're right. Is it out in the wild? What's the potential? The humans are the thing that make the decision about the technical problems. And, uh, you know, then it's, our, then it's the, the super fun job of figuring out how to overcome it or wait it out or, or what? And I think as many companies uh, went nuclear on it right away versus as many companies that sat on it. And even then, it doesn't really matter. Everybody's in the same boat now. That yeah. patch is gonna is gonna be out there on your Windows boxes, yeah. and you're gonna have to figure out a way around it. You can you can third party tool your way around it, like I said with Least Privilege Manager. You can uh, flip the register key. <laughs> you could say goodbye and just say screw it. That's the way to do it. You could. <laughs> Dictate precisely which servers you want to uh, mm-hmm. align with. That's fine too, um, you know. Or you can jam the the drivers in uh, somehow magically by hand with some scripting method. Like that's that's you got to solve the problem somehow. Yeah, you have to decide which thing is right for you. And you are cleaning up a, a dis, you know mistakes that were made in privilege decades ago. Really? Yeah. Who knows what other look? You you open up a Windows client and it's got I I'm, I don't know what the number is. I'm going to conservatively say a hundred services that are in there. Yeah, and maybe forty are on. I was having this little Twitter discussion with somebody. Was like I was being a little tongue in cheek, and I was like, "Why don't we just turn all the services off? That would <laughs> definitely solve our problem." Oh yeah, you know, you know it is bloody hard to exploit a machine that switched off. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> that that's true. But you can have the machine on and you know turn off you know all the services. There's there's not a lot of guidance or recommendation around that. Although I have seen some around like VDI and trimming and making VDI go faster. But from a security perspective, I think that would be a really great. Uh, I'm not going to do it, but I'd love to see somebody make a document of like turn off these 23 services and become 4,000 times more secure. Yeah, I that would be totally. Great. Yeah, that's interesting. It's an interesting question. Uh, Jeremy, always fun to talk to you. Thanks so much for this uh, little little uh, focus on the the scope of the print nightmare coming in. Now here we are in the fall and and trying to get work done. We're all going to wake up from the print nightmare someday. Someday. Thanks for coming on. 
My pleasure. And we'll talk to you next time on Ron As Radio. <laughs>